Hydrogen is considered something of a holy grail in the energy space, a clean fuel derived from one of the most abundant resources on the planet, water. But its success as a future fuel depends on our ability to produce, store and transport it cheaply. And while billions of dollars are being poured into research, today there are warnings that Australia is at risk of losing our natural advantage to capitalise on this emerging industry. The report by Deloitte is commissioned by Andrew Forrest Fortescue Future Industries. Its director is Guy DeBell, who was until a year ago the Deputy Governor of the Reserve Bank, and he joins us this morning. Guy DeBell, welcome. Hi, Patricia. Thanks for having me on. Australia has an abundance of renewable energy, which could be used to produce green hydrogen, but you argue our global competitiveness is declining. On what basis? It's not that our competitiveness is declining, it's that the others are increasing, which is that in uh, countries like the US is pouring vast amounts of money into green energy and green hydrogen in particular, which is very much undermining that natural competitive advantage that Australia has. So you're saying other nations are just making it more viable than we are? Yes, absolutely. It's the US, but it's not just the US. It's the Gulf states. Um, other countries have responded to what the US has done, such as Canada and the Europeans. And so there's this basically arms race, for want of a better term, to produce green hydrogen and produce it quickly happening all, all around the world at the moment. We're often reminded about how Australia had a head start on the rest of the world with solar panels, but other countries overtook us. Is that what you're worried is about to happen with green hydrogen? Yep, I think that's uh, that's a good analogy. Uh, in this case, though, we, we're only just getting started on hydrogen. Everyone's only just getting started on hydrogen. But you know, the US, to give you an idea, is pouring about uh, more than half a trillion US dollars into their green energy industry. And a, a fair chunk of that is going towards hydrogen. Last year, the United States passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which includes huge financial incentives designed to drive investment in decarbonisation. How has that altered that landscape? Give me a sense of just how much it's changed the course of events. So hydrogen before the Inflation Reduction Act in the US may be around $6 a kilo uh, to, uh, to buy. Inflation Reduction Act directly reduces that price to around $3 a kilo. But the Inflation Reduction Act doesn't just uh, incentivise hydrogen. It does things like electrolyzers, batteries, solar panels that you mentioned earlier. And all of that probably combines to reduce the effective cost of hydrogen down to around $2.50 in the US now, which actually makes it the cheapest energy source, cheaper than even the fossil fuel alternatives. So that it, you know, it more than halves the price. And when you halve the price of something, that makes it pretty attractive. You're calling for $15 billion of government investment in green hydrogen over the next decade. That's a lot of money. And, you know, you're saying it should be taxpayers' money. Shouldn't the private sector be funding it? So the private sector is going to be funding the vast bulk of the investment. So $15 billion over 10 years can sound like a lot. The cost of an average hydrogen project is around, you know, two, three, four billion dollars $4 billion. So the private sector is going to be funding the vast bulk of this. The other point I think I'd make here is that production of hydrogen itself is beneficial for the Australian economy in terms of generating jobs. So the, the money comes back through higher tax revenue. It's also going to be a very significant part of the decarbonisation program that a number of industries are going to have to uh, pursue over the next decade or so. If we don't have that, if we don't have that hydrogen available, that's going to be incredibly disruptive for them and for all the people who work in those industries. So 
you know, from an, as economists call it, there are externalities here that the benefit of the hydrogen industry goes beyond the hydrogen industry itself. And when there are externalities, then there's generally a case for some sort of government uh, intervention. Energy ministers are meeting today in the New South Wales Hunter Valley, and it's reported that there will be a, a review of the country's hydrogen strategy. Is that a positive move in your view? And and how can that review um, really up the pace of hydrogen in Australia? Well, I mean, the government is well aware of the impact of the Inflation Reduction Act in the US and, and what that implies. And it's it's great that they're refreshing the strategy, the hydrogen strategy, but it's been in place a few years. But I, I think what we're saying is we need more than just a refresh of the strategy. We actually need action now. The US Inflation Reduction Act came in in August last year. There's already large amounts of investment pouring into the US. And one of the other critical things here is we think there's a large first mover advantage. If you get there first, you're going to you know, capture a fairly large amount of the technological know-how, fairly large chunk of the market. And, and in Australia's case, you know, export markets like Japan and Korea, which other which you know, would naturally be getting their renewable energy from us, their, their hydrogen from us, may well end up getting it from the US instead. So the US has some chance of you know, cutting us out of that market. So there's an urgency to do something now. I think it's a little bit more than just have another look at the strategy. As I said, the government very much welcome the fact that the government is well aware of the issue, but I do think we need a bit more than just a refresh of the strategy. There's obviously a big political debate going on at the moment broadly on uh, the uh, safeguards mechanism um, getting through the parliament. Do you think that's a good piece of legislation? I think the structure of the safeguards mechanism makes a lot of sense. And from uh, and in, in terms of its relation to hydrogen, what it potentially does is incentivise people you know, to move to their decarbonisation solutions involving hydrogen sooner rather than later. We do have a slight concern that there is an incentive or a concern that there's an incentive to wait, use carbon offsets and the like and say, well, if you tell me hydrogen is going to be cheaper in 10 years, I'll wait for that. But in waiting, we're concerned that the hydrogen industry here won't get going at all. And so when we get to that in 10 years' time, there just won't be that hydrogen solution available for those sectors which ne- of the economy which need it. You're a former deputy RBA governor. What kind of economic boost could green hydrogen mean for the country? I mean, you're asking for a huge investment, but what's the dividend? So the dividend is not just the hydrogen industry itself, which has a large export potential, as I said, to places like uh, Korea and Japan. There's also a fairly, you know, there's a great potential in terms of downstream manufacturing, uh, and particularly because green hydrogen provides a cheap energy source, and then that allows us the potential to use that cheap energy source to do things like, you know, manufacturing you know, related to the energy sector, but potentially above and beyond that. So, green iron, green steel, uh, two areas which are often you know, highlighted as one which can potentially benefit from a cheap, um, uh, clean energy source. But there's also manufacturing of the sort of the wires and the poles and the like, which are involved in the energy sector. So it's, there there is benefit above and beyond the hydrogen uh, industry itself and its export potential to, uh, you know, to potentially 
um, large areas of manufacturing. And you know, Ross Garner has talked about this a lot of times over the last few years. Yeah, he has. Look, we're in a really precarious situation at the moment. It's feared Australia's economy might soon be in recession by some. The work you're involved with now is very future-looking. So is there anything that you're suggesting now that could stave off that scenario? This is a great opportunity for the Australian economy and a great source of long-term growth prospects for the Australian economy. And I do think it's under threat from the actions which are happening elsewhere around the world, the policy actions which are happening elsewhere around the world. And that's why we think it really requires some urgent action now to try and restore the great opportunity that Australia has in this space. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Patricia. Guy DeBell is former RBA Deputy Governor and Director of Fortescue Future Industries, and you're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.